Welcome to the Influency Podcast, episode number six. Hey, what's up? It's Hadar, and today we are going to talk about how to teach pronunciation. Now, I'll tell you why it's important for you to listen to this, even if you're not a teacher. But before that, let me just say thank you so much for being here and for tuning in. I do not take it for granted. I know that there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of podcasts and audiobooks and YouTube videos and Netflix series that are waiting for you to watch and listen to, but you decided to be here with me. So thank you for that. And I'm very grateful. Also, I'm recording this podcast. Actually, it's the intro for today's episode um, because today we'll be listening to an audio version of my Accents Way magazine video blog. And I'm recording this after my podcast had been launched. And I have to tell you, the response has been way beyond my expectations. First of all, a lot of you have downloaded my um, the first five episodes, which is incredible. And it made me feel so strange. Like, I feel like... I'm in the ears of thousands and thousands of people around the world, and they're interested in what I have to say. So this is a very humbling experience. Um, so thank you again for that, if I haven't thanked you enough just yet. And um, also, I wanted to say that a lot of people commented on my voice and the way I speak on the podcast, and I wanted to address that for a sec, because... I feel that as well. I feel that my voice is a little different. And it's funny because I just published a video about voice a few weeks ago about how my voice changes when speaking English. And there I am recording this podcast and my voice is a lot lower and has a different tone and pace to it on a podcast in audio only. And I think the reason for that is that the microphone is just in front of me. It's like right next to my mouth. And when I record a video, the camera is far away from me. So I feel like I have to reach out to you. So I'm a lot louder on video and, um, and my pitch is higher because I'm reaching out to you. I'm projecting my voice more on video and I've gotten used to it. And in a podcast, I'm in this little room with my recording with my ear set and the microphone so I feel very like we're in a small room together and if I yell now it's gonna feel really weird for the both of us so this is why my voice is a little lower um yeah anyway like soon you will notice the difference in my voice when I play the audio of the video, because you'll see that my voice is a little different. The rhythm is a little different. And this is what one of my students and community members um, pointed out. Yelena, a shout out to you. She noticed it and she said, this is why I love it because I can hear the difference in your voice between the podcast intro and the actual video the audio of the video. So that's interesting. So you can listen to that as well. 
Anyway, today we're going to talk about how to teach pronunciation. So, of course, this episode is for you if you are an English teacher and you want to find out more about my pronunciation teaching framework. I have developed a framework that consists of eight Ps. So, for each stage, I actually found a legit word that starts with a P. And this is no coincidence because we speech teachers like the P sound, especially in funny tongue twisters like Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. And I truly hope that you are practicing this with me right now. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Okay, I get distracted so easily. Let's let's move on. Let's move on with what I have to tell you. Um, so it's definitely for you if you're an English teacher, but if you're an English learner, this podcast episode is definitely for you because you want to know the steps as you're learning pronunciation, as you're looking to improve your accent in English. Like you need to know what are the steps that you need to take, or if you study with a teacher or you, you're a self learner and you want to know what are the steps that you need to follow when you're learning a new sound. So you can definitely apply that uh, onto yourself when you are learning alone. So definitely stick around because I think you're going to get a lot of value from this. Also, I have a free download for you uh, on this episode. It's basically my pronunciation teaching framework where I go through all the eight P's and I talk about each and every one of them. I give you a few examples. I share with you my tips and strategies and it's completely free. So if you're an English teacher or a learner, you are invited to download this freebie and work with it and check off every step along the way um, as you are working towards improving your pronunciation and your accent. So I'll put the link to this free PDF download in the show notes. And after you download it, then send me a DM on Instagram at hadar.accentsway and tell me what you think, if you find this helpful or not. Let's move the conversation over there because unfortunately, you can't answer me on this podcast platform that you're listening to right now. Okay, let's have a listen. Hey there, it's Hadar and this is The Accent Sway. Thank you for joining me and today we're going to talk about how to teach American pronunciation. This video is for you if you are an English teacher looking to improve the way you teach pronunciation and you'd like to use my framework that has been working for me for over 10 years. But this video is also for you if you're an English learner looking to improve your pronunciation and you need to know what are the steps that you need to take in order to improve your clarity and confidence in English. So let's get started. Let's begin with the fact that pronunciation is an essential component of learning a new language. First, 
because it increases the intelligibility of the speaker. So the speaker is clear and actually all the knowledge of English is conveyed in a way that people can understand. Second, it really improves and increases the confidence of the speaker. The speaker feels better and more empowered when speaking, but also when listening to native speakers, because when you understand pronunciation or the pronunciation of the language, you understand the native speakers better. Another reason is that when students are able to achieve something that seems unattainable, like mastering pronunciation or sounding really, really clear in English, it makes them feel competent and capable, and that will keep motivating them on their way to achieving their goals. Now, while a lot of teachers want and know that they should incorporate pronunciation more in their teaching and their classes, they fail to do so. One of the reasons is that pronunciation is kind of vague and more challenging to teach because on one hand, you have to teach them how to recognize those sounds and to even hear them, and at the same time, how to apply them properly. And then, once they apply the sounds, you have to give them precise feedback and to be able to recognize their mistakes. And that's when you, as a teacher, may doubt yourself in your ability to actually give concise and concrete feedback. Also, you have time constraints. You have the materials that you need to teach, you have the curriculum, and you don't know how to incorporate that in your day-to-day -day teaching because you have to go through certain materials and there is not enough time for everything. So let's begin with a teaching pronunciation framework that I've developed of the eight P's that has served me well in the 10 years that I've been teaching the American accent. The first P is perception. You have to teach them how to recognize the sound before you start teaching them how to make the sound. You wanna make sure that they see that there is a difference between what they hear and what they perceive. Because while they may hear the actual sound, they may categorize it as another sound, a sound that does exist in their native tongue. So for example, when trying to teach, let's say a French speaker, in French, there is no difference between the two E sounds like in American English or in English. For example, the tense E as in sheep and the relaxed I as in ship. There is only one E. So it is very likely that a French speaker won't immediately recognize that there is a difference between sheep and how he or she may be pronouncing it as sheep. And you wanna say it clearly or show them examples till they hear that there is a difference. E, E. Or the difference between sheep and ship and it's not sheep and sheep, right? So when you do that slowly and you first, you're not asking them to make any sounds, just to hear the difference, you're developing their perception, which is the first and more fundamental stage of teaching pronunciation, because if they can't hear it, they can't make it. Even if they can imitate the sound, but they still don't hear it on a regular basis, it won't be effective. They won't be able to implement it in their day-to-day -day speech. They'll be able to imitate you clearly, but they won't be able to transform the way they pronounce the sound. So you really have to focus on perception before starting anything else. The second P is pronunciation. This is a place where you teach them exactly what they need to do physically inside their mouth to make the sound, but it doesn't end there. 
because when I teach pronunciation, I first start with the basics. Your jaw is open, the tongue is forward, the lips pull to the sides, and the back of the tongue is high, the front of the tongue is low. But for most students, that's just not gonna mean anything to them. They'd be like, uh, okay, let me try to do this thing with my mouth and they think that they round the lips, but they don't really. So just telling them what they need to do is not enough. It's a great starting point and you have to understand what the mouth is doing and to communicate that clearly, but you need to understand that that's not going to cut it for most students. So you might want to use some imageries or ways for them to measure their progress. So for example, I tell my students to use a mirror to see that they actually round their lips when they pronounce the sound. Or I may tell them, imagine like you have a hot potato in your mouth and that immediately gets them to open the mouth and they don't need to focus so much on the position of the jaw and the tongue because that imagery just completely helped them get to that position without being too physical. So start with the physical aspects of pronouncing the sounds, but give them other ways to understand how to pronounce and make a certain sound that will work for them. The next P is predict. Predict the pitfalls of your students. By knowing what your student is likely to do, you're able to give them feedback before even making the mistake. For example, if you have an Arabic speaking student and you're trying to teach them how to pronounce the American R. Now in Arabic, the R is drilled in comparison to American English where the tongue pulls back for the R. So when teaching them how to pronounce the American R, you want to tell them something like, make sure the tip of the tongue doesn't touch the upper palate ever for the R. This is an indication that you are pronouncing the right sound. This is how I predicted their possible mistake by understanding their tendencies. So I need to understand something about my students to be able to give them feedback before even making the mistake or the mispronunciation. Let me give you an example. I once had a student who used to speak with his jaw really, really close. It was really hard for him to open the mouth. And he used to do that for all sounds, both in English and in Hebrew. He was a Hebrew speaker. And when I started teaching him the as and cat and the oz and father, the two open vowel sounds, the first thing I said before even hearing him you need to make sure that your mouth is super relaxed here and that you drop your jaw and you create more space. You want to see it. You want to use your fingers to make sure you create space. Otherwise, you won't be able to pronounce the sound clearly. So I gave him feedback before even having heard him because I predicted what his possible mistakes are going to be. And that gave him focus. He was able to just work on that aspect and come a lot closer to the target pronunciation. It was a lot easier for him to finally pronounce the sound than trying it out himself without concrete feedback to begin with or without something to hold on to as he's working towards finding the right placement for the sound. So predicting the possible pitfalls is something that is extremely helpful when coaching your students. The next P is performance. Here you want to observe the performance of your students and to give them precise and concrete feedback. You don't want to just tell them, this is not good enough, it's close, but it's not there yet, 
or something like it just doesn't sound right because that's vague feedback. Like they won't be able, it's not tangible. They won't know what to do with it. You've got to give them concrete and precise feedback. Like your tongue is too far back. You got to push it a bit more forward or round your lips a bit more. Your lips are completely relaxed or your mouth is really closed. Open it a bit more. Even if you're uncertain what the exact feedback should be, you've got to try different things. One of the things that I do, if I don't know what to say exactly, I try to imitate the sound and to make it myself. And then I try to understand what my mouth is doing. And from there, what they need to do in order to pronounce the right sound. This is one of the ways that I discover what feedback to actually give. Either way, you've got to give them something to work with. So don't be vague and don't say general comments like it's not good enough or it doesn't sound right because it will just overwhelm them and make them feel discouraged. And when they feel discouraged, you lose them. They won't be motivated and then they won't want to continue on doing this work. So you got to give them hope. The next P is practice. Of course, practice makes better better because perfection is overrated. And we want to communicate that to our students that whenever they practice this sound, it does not need to be perfect, especially when they're first starting out, they got to test it and try it and see how it works for them. And then train the tongue to do different things as they're practicing because practice makes better. So first of all, you got to communicate why it's so important to practice, because if they want to use the sound spontaneously, they have to develop the muscle memory and it only happens with practice. Also, if the way they pronounce the sound is not great yet, practice will solve it. It'll help them understand what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong and gradually move into the place or the placement of the target sound. Also, you want to develop realistic expectations. If your students work 14 hour days and you ask them to practice for one hour every single day, it's just not going to happen. And then they'll feel like they're always behind, like they're not doing what they need to do. They'll feel overwhelmed and then they'll quit. If your students feel overwhelmed, they'll quit. That's just how it works. So you want to make sure that they're constantly feeling capable. One of the things that I do is I just create really short recordings and practices for my students to work with. And then I tell them, even if you have 10 minutes a day, then just go into the drive and listen to those recordings and work with the recordings and do the work. They'll feel accomplished because they've done something. It will help them improve because they practice. And also it's possible they'll come back to it the next day because they know it's not a big deal to do that. So set realistic expectations and understand your student's schedule and work around it. But the most important thing is that you got to be very clear about what they need to practice exactly, where they can find those resources and how much time they need to spend every single day. People need those guidelines. And when you give them guidelines, they'll be like, okay, I think I can commit to it. I think I can do it and make it a dialogue. So ask them, does this sound feasible to you? And if they say no, you have to work with them to see what needs to be done in order for them to actually follow through and do the work. Now, as I told you, my framework consists of eight P's and so far we covered five. Do you remember what they were? Perception, pronunciation, predict, predict the mistakes, performance, and the fifth, 
practice. If you want to find out what the other three P's are, you'll have to go and download my PDF sheet with my teaching pronunciation framework. It's completely free and you can download it by clicking the link in the description below or right up here. And you will have the eight P's with my insights and thoughts and notes. Okay, that's it. Thank you so, so much for watching. If you're an English teacher, let me know in the comments below what is the one thing that you love most about teaching English. And if you're an English learner, put yes in the comments below if you've been following this framework that I suggested of the five Ps, or no, if you've skipped some of the Ps and let me know which one you skipped and you haven't done, whether it's perception or predict or practice. Also, I wanted to let you know that I'm starting a membership program for English teachers called English Teachers Academy. And if you're an English teacher and you want to improve your skills as a teacher, you want to become more confident, you want to ask questions, you want to find a community around you that will support you with any question or struggle that you may have. If you want to save time and get done for you lesson plans and practice exercises and slides, and you want to learn how to teach pronunciation with confidence and how to give feedback and how to teach in a classroom and how to start your own business. All of that is going to be in my fun and valuable program. So if that seems exciting to you and you want to learn more, then get on the list to be notified when I open doors to English Teachers Academy. Thank you so much for watching. Have a beautiful, beautiful week and I'll see you next week in the next video.